A reading from Psalm 29. These are God's words. A Psalm of David. Ascribe unto Yahweh, O ye sons of the mighty. Ascribe unto Yahweh glory and strength. Ascribe unto Yahweh the glory due unto his name. Worship Yahweh in holy array. The voice of Yahweh is upon the waters. The God of glory thundereth, even Yahweh upon many waters. The voice of Yahweh is powerful. The voice of Yahweh is full of majesty. The voice of Yahweh breaketh the cedars. Yea, Yahweh breaketh in pieces the cedars of Lebanon. He maketh them also to skip like a calf, Lebanon and Syria like a young wild ox. The voice of Yahweh cleaveth the flames of fire. The voice of Yahweh shaketh the wilderness. Yahweh shaketh the wilderness of Kadesh. The voice of Yahweh paineth the oaks and strippeth the forest bare. And in his temple everything saith glory. Yahweh sat as king at the flood. Yea, Yahweh sitteth as king forever. Yahweh will give strength unto his people. Yahweh will bless his people with peace. These are God's words. You can take your seats. In this psalm, David was moved to worship by meditating upon one incredible aspect of reality. That the powerful forces of nature are being guided by the voice of Yahweh. He understood that behind the most destructive and awe-inspiring weather was an inaudible voice. The voice of Yahweh causing these wonders to be. The voice of God is a thing of wonder, but sadly most people will go their whole lives witnessing its wonderful power and never praise God for it. God has ensured that every man and woman across the globe will have moments of wonder, experiencing something of the extremes of weather. They hear the awesome expression of his strength all around them when they take shelter from a thunderstorm. Those on the coast watch his massive waves coming in from the ocean, crashing against the rocks. But few who witness these things will attribute their feelings of wonder to the God of wonders whose voice causes these things to be. Though these wonders are dangerous and could easily cause our deaths, we are drawn to them. They're exciting. They display something extraordinary. We find enjoyment being witnesses to them as long as we can keep at a safe distance. And with the invention of the internet, we can watch them very safely today. As you know, natural disaster videos are very popular on YouTube, and I'm sure most of you have clicked on a few of them from time to time. But have you ever felt guilty doing so? Looking up tsunami footage, watching those houses get smashed for pleasure. Is that right? I don't think we should feel guilty for this. Since God's power is on display in these events, it is natural to be drawn to them. Based on this psalm, I believe that one thing God intends for us when experiencing extreme weather is for us to look at it, to note its power, and to praise Him for it. Think about it. If it was always still, no wind ever, and we never saw God snapping a healthy 10-ton tree in half with a tornado, we would not praise Him for that power. God does all things for his own glory, even snapping trees. So when we see God's power, we should give him glo the glory that is due to it. 
God wants us to know his power. So with his voice, he causes a variety of wild weather to hit every place of the globe. And thankfully, these events uh, are rare, relatively rare. Devastating hurricanes hit various places. There have been forest fires in Colorado and California recently. Heat waves have hit Britain. Floods in Pakistan. The voice of God calls them all, caused them all, and we should praise him for these displays of power. So sometime this week, look up some footage on YouTube with your kids of a tree being uprooted by strong winds, guilt-free. And remember verse 5 of the psalm. The voice of Yahweh breaketh the cedar. Yea, Yahweh breaketh in pieces the cedars of Lebanon. Those loud cracking noises, the tearing and busting of wood, one of the strongest materials in nature, and the huge crash it makes when it smashes into the ground, God's voice caused all of it. And verse 9 says, And in his temple everything saith glory. We ought to glorify God for giving us these displays of his awesome power in destructive weather. But knowing that God's voice is the cause of destructive weather can also cause problems for us. Snapped trees land on people. The same wind that snapped trees lifts roofs. Recently, Nelson was devastated by a flood that came from his weather. Satan was not in control of that bad weather. He had no power over it. It was God. And many of these events that we look up on, online, they kill thousands of people. So is it right to praise him for something that hurts so many? Yes, it is right. We should praise God, as David did, for all that he does, regardless of the human cost. Just don't post praise God on your social media account when you see a devastating weather event on your timeline. While it is right to give praise for devastating weather, we ought also not to get kicks by watching a body count climbing after a disaster. The Bible tells us that God is the cause of all weather, but it also tells us that he does not delight in the death of the wicked, and therefore neither should we. There is a perverse streak in man that not only likes to witness extreme weather, but also an extreme body count. And we should root this wickedness out when we find it in ourselves. It is by the grace of God that we have not been destroyed by a weather event. And it is entirely possible that one day we will die by weather. So we should not delight in the suffering of others. But know at the same time, it is possible to watch tsunami footage that caused much suffering. And without sin, praise God for the display of his power. Now, the next application I'm going to draw from this psalm is a really simple one. It is a shame that it has to be made. But such are the times. Pointing it out might help us feel a little more sane in an insane world this morning. I'll make this point by posing some rhetorical questions. Whose voice controls the weather? Is it the voice of politicians that say they can shape future weather? Can the screeches of global warming alarmists take mankind off their 12-year path to destruction? Can the well-trained weatherman tell us what will happen in five years' time, or are they just doing their best to predict the decree of God for the next few days? Modern man has grown wildly arrogant. Our sinful inclination to have no God over us 
and to be God ourselves has gone so far that we think our voice can control the weather. This is deluded behavior. Time has falsified so many of our wild scientific claims, and it will continue to do so until we stop making claims about that which we cannot control. We are not God. Our voice and our environmental policies do not determine the weather. If the voice of man could determine the weather, according to this psalm, man would deserve glory for it. Would God allow that? Expect the global warming alarmists to be shamed over and over again with their utter impotence to move the weather conditions. And Yahweh will watch on from the heavens and laugh as their claims fail to manifest. We too should laugh with him as this happens. Instead of fretting about that which we cannot control, the people of God should be worshipping the one we know is in control. At the beginning of this psalm, in verse 2 we read, Ascribe to Yahweh the glory due unto his name. Worship Yahweh in holy array. This verse reinforces the lesson we learnt from Psalm 15 two weeks back. It is important that we come to worship, uh, when we come to worship God, we come clothed in the righteousness of Christ and also with the beauty of obedient lives. This is what it, it is to worship Yahweh in holy array. Some translations render this, worship Yahweh in the splendor of holiness. We are worshiping the powerful God whose voice commands the wind and the waves, so we should worship him with our best. Holy array is the only fitting attire for the people of God to worship him. So Redwood, we're your best each week. Come dressed in the splendor of holiness. David concludes the psalm with some great comfort for his people. Since God wields such tremendous power with his voice, what does this mean for the people who God calls his own? What does this mean for us here at Redwood? As David meditated on the voice of God, it led him to conclude that God's people will never lack strength in their corner. The one that commands the winds and the waves will use that power to protect his people and bless them with peace. Let's read this in verses 10 and 11. Yahweh sat as king at the flood. Yea, Yahweh sitteth as king forever. Yahweh will give strength unto his people. Yahweh will bless his people with peace. Yahweh sits as king forever. He was the one who caused the flood that destroyed the world and at the same time kept his people safe. He dispenses power that is capable of stripping a forest bear wherever he pleases. Therefore, our enemies have no chance. If God is for us, who can be against us? No weapon formed against us shall prosper. We will never lack strength in our corner, and the peace that he promises will be provided to us. So let's sing this together now. Um, this is a, kind of a paraphrase of Psalm 29, and there are some liberties taken, some additions to it, talking about the voice of God. So it's kind of a, yeah, it's like a hymn slash psalm. Okay, so start with the chorus. Give to the Lord the glory that's to Him. Give Him the honor and glory today. Sons of the mighty have praised. 